0: Welcome to The Savvy Session, your go-to podcast about elevating your life and business, sprinkled with a little bit of fun. This podcast is brought to you by Elevate Performance Solutions and Revolu IT Services. And now, here are your hosts, Kirsten Ramos and Paula Kircher. Welcome back to The Savvy Session. As we continue to share stories that elevate women, we are excited today to be talking with an entrepreneur, who specializes in profit first cash flow management consultant? And for small business owners, cash flow management can be a moving target.
1: Today, we're joined by Lori Mercaldi, owner of Financial Tally. And Lori is a profit strategist who specializes in implementing a cash flow management system for service based business owners and entrepreneurs who are looking to grow and maintain a profitable and financially healthy business that supports the lifestyle they deserve. Hello, and welcome Lori.
2: Hello, and I'd like to thank you both for having me as a guest today and being part of your second season.
1: Of course, it's our pleasure. Yep, we are
2: excited to have you on today,
0: Lori. And Lori, would you mind telling us a little bit more about your expertise and about Financial Tally?
2: Well, I began in the accounting and tax field and later became a financial advisor so, I could help my clients with not only their tax planning, but their overall business and retirement planning too. I like to say that my clients grew up with me because as their age and needs changed, my services for them changed and evolved along with them. And one of the biggest issues I would say I see with my self employed clients was the issue of cash flow. So, that's something that I wanted to implement with them. And I started uh, my journey on the profit first. Um, cash management system and learned how to implement that in their businesses.
1: Excellent. And Lori, you are coming up on a big milestone for your company. And as a business owner, congratulations on 35 years in business. I, I know as many of our listeners are entrepreneurs or are even just starting out their careers in-house at a corporation. Um, I know I would love to, and I know they would love to hear more about your journey. What made you decide to go into business for yourself? And really, what have been the keys to your success? So I started out, um, I never thought I would be
2: self-employed. That wasn't the first thing I thought of doing. Um, But I had two small children at home, and I worked out of the house for about a week and a half and figured out after paying for daycare, I was taking home about $50 a week. Mm. And I thought to myself, there had to be a much better way to do this. Um, It was 1988. There was no internet that we have today. It was nothing like we have today. (laughs) So I had no access to any information about running a home business, much less being self-employed and being a, a mom with two small kids. So I started thinking about what kind of business could I start? And I had had some accounting and tax experience. And I thought that would be a good choice because I could set my own hours around the needs of my family and I could be there for them. Um, and I had that option. So I think some of the keys to my early success was the willingness to take a chance on myself. I was mm. 24 years old when I started, um, but I was willing to take a chance and see what I could grow. And the ability to shift direction of my business was another um thing that was that helped me along and uh, I had to move from taxes to financial advisory. So it was just a natural progression to find something else for my small business owners. So I got into cash flow management. I also always made personal development a priority as I went along. Um, and as I've gotten older, I realized how much health and wellness are part of, uh, of what a self employed person should be doing they should be taking care of themselves because if you can't take care of yourself you can't you can't support your family
1: or your or your business. Right. And I think that's so important that you know taking care of yourself and as business owners it seems like hey we have all the flexibility in the world and all the time in the world but a lot of times we're fitting in work where we can and so having that focus of taking care of yourself from a health perspective is such a a huge advantage Uh, When you see the ability to have the energy and the time to do both the family life and the work-life balance as well.
2: Right. And I've always made that a priority first thing in the morning because if you don't do it right away, it just doesn't get done. And that kind of set me up for success the rest of the day. I had the energy I needed to run the business and take care of the kids and and the household
0: love that. And it's such a great story to share, especially to say, you know, 35 years ago, like you said, had mentioned that there was no internet at that time, like what we have access to today online. If you are starting a business, you can connect and get resources quickly. So what an amazing story and journey you've had, you know, especially celebrating 35 years of it. So um, glad to have you on so that our listeners can hear your story as well.
2: I don't know if you remember Paula, but at one point that I don't know if you were in the business or were just thinking about it. But there were only three major services for internet. There was CompuServe, Prodigy, and AOL. Right. And I remember um, delegating twenty-four dollars a month so I could be on four hours a month <laughs> on CompuServe so I could research people that were self-employed, um, just so I could get an idea of how to uh, to run the business because I, I knew I didn't know anybody that was doing it. And especially at home, that wasn't even really a thing back then, unless you were a writer or said that sort of job.
0: Yeah. So true. And, it's, and like you said, just mentioning too, just yeah, the AOL, I mean, I had AOL back in the day. I think it's still around. I heard, I've heard a couple people still having AOL. Yeah. It's just crazy where, you know, technology has been, you know, has is now today and, and what we can do with it. So yeah. Right. Um, and we also have heard, Lori, that you are preparing for a big presentation tomorrow. Can you provide some insight for listeners into the tips you are providing for those in- those attendees?
2: Yep. So the uh, the title of the workshop is Financial Clarity for Your Business with Profit First Cashflow Management. And I'm going to go over four key elements that you need to bring um, into the business to have financial clarity. And one of the first things that when I start working with a client is I want to know why why they're in business to begin with. A lot of times they start out, they their whole idea was okay. I have a skill. I'm going to create a business around that. They don't really have a reason as to why they're doing it. Mine was real clear. I wanted to be with my kids. Um, that was that was my why. Today it's kind of shifted because now I'm I'm a grandmother. So now I'm starting to get grandchildren. And that's a, that's a reason for flexibility. So things like that, you need to know why you wanna be in business. The next thing is cash flow management itself. A lot of business owners don't understand how their income is actually coming into their business and what each dollar should be doing. Um, I use what's called bank balance accounting. It's on top of your regular accounting. It's not a different accounting system. But what it basically is is having five different bank accounts that each have a job and that kind of helps the business owner look at their bank account and know how much money they have set aside for each item in the bank accounts uh, clean financials are important sometimes I see clients that did not um, keep up with their finances all year and and they're bringing them to an accountant and they're just they're just having them compile everything then and that doesn't do you any good as far as Looking forward, you can't really plan with that. You're always looking backwards, and um, it's compliance work, and it's important. But you need to have good figures going forward, so you can make forecasts and and figure out where your cash should go. Um, and the other thing is a strong banking partner. Um, I recommend profit friendly, uh, profit first friendly banks that have low fees, no minimum balances, because you are setting up um, five different bank accounts uh, that each have a purpose. And normally, how they're set up, you have an account that's all the income comes into one account, and then you have a profit account, your owner's pay to pay yourself tax, and then your operating expenses. This and that's
1: basically what I'm going to be going over. This is so interesting because as a small business owner myself, I, I'm learning a ton because I'm thinking, oh, I have my business account and I have my personal account. So I'm like, oh, OK, great. Note to self. Talk to Lori offline. Uh, Lori, you you may have mentioned a few of these these things, but if you could distill down, what would you say are the top two to three problems that a lot of small businesses, especially, you know, but companies in general Have related to cash flow management and and their financial management as a whole? And how is it that you help them? So, I think one of the
2: biggest issues is not knowing how much they have set aside for each thing. They, you know, they have one bank account, everything goes into that one bank account. Um, They see money in that account and they say, Oh, I have plenty of cash to spend on my business expenses. And they don't think about setting aside money for their tax or paying themselves regularly like they should. So by separating out the cash into different bank accounts, that allows them to see how much they can use for each item. Um, You're kind of forcing you're forcing profit and owners pay first. And then what's left is the operating expenses. And it helps you to use just what's left for your operating expenses and keep more for yourself.
1: Well, and I love that because, you know, Paul and I's last episode was on around goal setting. And I think a lot of times we don't, as small business owners, we don't know what to set as our financial goals. We may just throw a number up there and, and hope we get to it. But really, from what you're saying, having that profit first strategy looks at if I'm paying myself first, which of course we should be doing, but sometimes we don't, right? It, then I'm looking at, ooh, I'm not going to be able to handle those operating expenses if i don't generate more of that revenue and so it helps to really influence those those goals that we set for ourselves
2: yeah that's exactly right so either you have to increase your profit margins or you have to decrease your expenses to keep more to have more income for yourself
1: and that's yes. what that
2: is what this is set up to do
1: i love that And Lori, since one of our focal points is fun, what is something that brings you joy in your life? Probably the biggest thing
2: is uh, my love of music. We have a very musical family. In 1999, my husband and I were in a band that wrote eight original songs. So music is really important. And um, I was fortunate enough to meet someone who had a, an interest in music the way I do. And my kids both are into music too. So I think that's that's something that I enjoy doing. And uh, sometimes people are surprised. I tell them I much rather get up and sing than uh, speak. So <laughs> and I don't know why that doesn't make much sense, but I, I have t- spoke to other people who are singers and they say, oh yeah, I feel the same way because you're comfortable, you know yeah. what's coming and, and you know the words to the song and you just let it go.
1: And Laurie, I love that because as someone who teaches others to become more comfortable public speaking, uh, I hear that a lot too, where it's more of, no, I'm singing a song. I've sung that song a million times. So I'm comfortable. And I like to impart that that's the same way with presentations, work on it over and over till it becomes comfortable. So I, <laughs> I love that.
2: Yeah, d- definitely. That's I kind of, I try to make it fluid. When I'm doing presentations particularly this one that I'm doing uh, tomorrow um we we haven't had the opportunity to speak in public (laughs) in the last couple of years so this is actually the first one I've done since 2018 so it's but it feels so good to be out and and see people live um and answer questions and uh, I think we're finally getting to the point now people are starting to get out and get more comfortable being out and doing live presentations again
0: yeah, I think so true. I mean, this past year, you know, been at more events, more conferences and things like that. And it's been so nice. I think, like you said, everybody is so, you know, excited to be back in person and receptive to it. So that kind of adds a little bonus too, is people are so excited to be at events in person. That kind of makes it a little easier when you're presenting because, you know, people are just like excited, you know, just to be listening live instead of, you know, through uh, virtual meetings. So and I,
1: I agree, Paula, because I think there's there's a different energy yeah. Even though, of course, a lot of a lot of our businesses are online and we do a lot of meetings online, there's a different energy and presence when you're in person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm so excited for you, Lori, to experience that tomorrow. And I I can't wait to to catch up afterward and find out how it all went. That's so exciting.
2: I look forward to it, and I'll <laughs> fill you both in. Yes, do. <laughs> I know you do.
0: You'll do so well. And Lori, we have one. Last question for you, and is one that we'll ask all of our guests on the savvy session. And that is, what would you say is your superpower? And how does that help you to succeed? I think my superpower
2: is my ability to interpret. Um, one of my clients called me an interpreter. I work with other financial professionals, either CPAs or financial advisors. And sometimes I can um I can I can explain things uh in a way to my client. Uh, that they understand. Sometimes the CPA may be talking tax law, and they don't really understand that. But I can actually explain to the client how it applies to them. And also, if they have questions, a lot of times they don't know what they don't know. So they don't know how to phrase a question to a financial advisor or CPA. And I kind of help help them with that. And, uh, and that way, the CPA can understand them too.
1: Well I love that because I think a lot of times if it's not in a a business vein that that you work in naturally uh, you know a lot of times that can sound like a a foreign language when someone's speaking in technical terms so having that ability to interpret and to distill down what someone's saying for your clients has to be a huge bonus for them and then likewise being able to help them formulate their questions in a way that Another financial partner might be able to understand better, Um, seems to serve all parties very well.
2: And another thing, too, is money. It's not always logical. It's emotional. There's a lot of emotion surrounding money. Um, Entrepreneurs are are stressed a lot of times. A lot of times when I see them, there's there's an issue where they haven't been paying themselves enough or they have a tax liability. Um, And what I do is help walk them through a process to get more clarity around that. And when they get that clarity, it's like the clouds part, the sun comes out and the relief, uh, uh, the, the look of relief on their face, that's really something um, that I'm fortunate enough to see that that I've helped them resolve a problem and they feel like there's there's hope and they can move forward. They know now there's a plan to go forward.
1: Well, and that, that's got to be so relieving, you know, for, for those individuals, because, you know, I think about, you're exactly right. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, it's, we're passionate about what we do and we love what we do and it's, we will make this work no matter what. And if it's, if something in the business is not working, it, it a lot of times is, let me not pay myself or let me work exorbitant hours to make up what I need to make up. So, you know, I love that clarity that you're able to, to offer your clients and uh, laurie i just want to say thank you so so very much for coming on for sharing your story with us It has been so great talking with you, and I I loved learning not only more about your entrepreneurial journey, but even before we started recording, learning more about your musical background, uh, because I think that is so interesting, inspiring. Uh, It just makes you even more of a well-rounded human being, and I'm grateful to know you And so for all of you listening to learn more about Lori and Financial Tally, please go to thesavvysession.com for more details and join us next time as we continue to share more stories about business, life, and fun.